Do you like it strong? Um, yeah, strong is good. Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. This week we're kind of visiting Ireland, the land of the leprechaun. And I'm talking to Kenneth Madden. How are you doing, Gilbert? I'm doing real well. Whereabouts are you, Kenneth? In Galway, Ireland. Okay. It's a town on the west coast of Ireland there. Can you tell me something about how you see this existence? Well, I suppose it's um, it's just that it's, there's just this, there's just this, and there is no body that this is happening to. Whereas I would have perceived before that life was happening to me, and I was moving forward and negotiating in life, then that's all fallen away now, and there's just life, and there's a character. So, Kenneth, can you actually say anything about this change that has seemingly come about? Well, um, it's going back a few years ago now, Gilbert. Uh, A friend had recommended um, this meditation practice called Vipassana, and I knew nothing about it, but something about it kind of appealed to me. Just really, I suppose, more the retreat aspect of it and getting away for a period of time, you know getting away from my mobile phone, I suppose, for 10 days seemed seemed like a nice idea, you know. And um, basically, I went and did that, and I would say on the third day of that retreat, uh, the language I think I used at the time was that it was as if a veil had been lifted, and there was a huge surprise that what I had always been looking at was what I had always been looking for. So I think that's how I remember describing it. I remember at the time also saying that no experience had ever come anywhere close to this. And I would have described it at the time as an experience. So it was far and away more amazing than any experience I'd ever had. I suppose I, I couldn't even begin to try and describe it. I was, uh, I didn't try. Actually, I didn't try to describe it. Mm. Because I suppose it happened on the third day and it was a silent retreat, there was no need to talk to anyone or to try and explain it or to try and tell anyone about it. It was down in the south of the country and then I came back and um, I was just blown away. Everything everything was just completely, totally and utterly changed. And it was like you try and describe and even trying to talk about it now, there's nothing you can say that can come anywhere close to it, you know. So you came back home and you had the same friends and acquaintances. So what happened in that respect? Well, it just continued as as it always did, you know. Um, and with certain friends and people, I tried to describe to them, uh, you know, this this amazing experience that I had. It was like, oh my God, this, you know, forget about your your drinking and your this and your that. This is this is where it's at, you know. Of course, I I got all sorts of reactions, and um, well, actually, well, really, what happened was before I went on the the meditation, I had no expectation of. I I don't think I'd even read anything about enlightenment, for instance. 
Yep. And I had no idea about what enlightenment was or anything like that. So in a way, there was no goal on that. There was no goal going to that meditation retreat, if you know what I mean. So it was only afterwards I started reading around the subject and kind of trying to figure out what happened. And then also continuing to meditate to try and um, hold on to that experience or to build on it. Or, mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd say for about a year that continued like that and what we would think of as a traditional kind of searcher I think that's when I became a traditional searcher in that sense of uh, kind of the realm of spirituality if you know what I mean and really just consuming books and meditating a lot and and all that kind of thing but um, on some level somewhere I, I was very clear to me that what I had seen was that this was it. Yep. So I, it very much, it was, it always kept striking me that everything that I was reading and, and all of that, it was always a path to something. And this is what you need to do to get to somewhere. Yep. And I was always left with the feeling then how can you be on a path to this, you know? <laughs> Because this is it, like you can't, <laughs> can't approach it. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. But yet, yet, like it's very confusing because the stuff that you're reading is close to the experience you had at the time. You know, nothing else seems to kind of explain yeah. it. There. Yeah. It was. I'd say it was. It was pretty intense. Kind. Of, it was a pretty intense kind of year, really. And a lot of pacing the floor, I guess. Yeah. I think it was really when I what what happened in the, in this scenario was that I came across Tony Parsons mm-hmm. on YouTube actually, which is great. You know, YouTube just you're checking out one person and they suggest another person, and it's just fantastic. So you can check out all these different people, and I just sat there and I listened to ten minutes of Tony Parsons, and for the first time I'd heard someone speak about the experience that I'd had, yep. and made me realize that it wasn't my experience and that what it actually happened wasn't an experience at all you know it was really a falling away of me so that was it really it was just so if i could just ask you a tricky question if the me doesn't exist now when did it ever exist and if it never did exist how can it fall away the illusion of being a me can be seen through. So there's, there's, we're all, we, we, we go around the world being apparent individuals, and there is no individual. But for for me, there's kind of there's two things really. There's an awakening is the, I suppose would be the first scene, the first glimpse of it, you know, mm. and that can be very very powerful because up to that point you're absolutely convinced that you're in complete control of your life and your destiny and whatever particular game you're playing in your life you know and then it's just this bang it's just this explosion of uh out of that kind of contracted sense of self you know and that, i think that's very powerful and then the next thing which sounds like makes it sounds like it's kind of sequential but it isn't but is um, liberation, which is just, there is no longer a me. But certainly from my experience, it was seeing that there was no me, and there was just this, 
And then after that, I came back again, trying to clean that experience. And I, from what I've been reading, that's very common. You know, it's it's an it's an energetic contraction. The individual is an energetic contraction, really. And then that kind of goes, woof, kind of expands, and then seems to in most kind of cases come back again. And then you're left with a very confused <laughs> individual, going, "What the." Yeah. just happened there you know there may be 20 30 40 50 years of believing in this me and when that's yeah. seen through that habit of belief reappears and quite naturally it's actually harmless yeah. because it's, oh yeah it seems to be it's, it's, it's tied yeah. in with with uh, just practical living it's not a matter of being afraid to say me or i which a lot of people get into speaking without using yeah. the word i we don't have to change the language. Oh, uh, no, absolutely not. Yeah. No, language yeah. is just a symptom of separation. So yeah. um, trying to speak in non-dualistic language is a complete waste of time. And you're addressing a symptom of separation and yeah. it's irrelevant. It's absolutely yeah. irrelevant. I just want to go back to the Vipassana. What I saw was that it became apparent that awakening happened despite anything, despite what went before. So you, you can't bring about awakening. And so no spiritual practice can bring about awakening. So funnily enough, I happen to be sitting in meditation. And so the mind then thinks that because I meditated, this profound thing happening and there was awakening and when the self comes back the self will then go on this search for what happened and in many many cases would meditate for years and years and years to maybe get that experience back whereas in actuality nothing led to the awakening and it happened despite the spiritual practice which is very it's impossible to understand but you know and I think that's often what happens if there was an awakening and there happened to be something that could be termed a spiritual practice that led up to it then the mind will try and claim what happened and say well this happened because of that and where in, in actuality there is absolutely no cause and effect whatsoever there is no time there is no space there's just this and one thing doesn't lead to another. So as regards Vipassana, not, there's nothing against Vipassana or nothing against any spiritual practice, but there's nobody doing anything. We are being done. And that's the trap with spiritual practices. And in the realm of spirituality, certainly anyway, it's, it's uh, you know, if you meditate, you can see that there is only oneness, for instance, which you're, the difficulty is you're clearly speaking to an individual 
and telling them to do something. So it's all within the story and really can only imprison the individual in the idea of individuality. The thing about uh, an uncompromising non-dualistic message is that it's a complete leveller. It's a complete, total and utter leveller. This is it. This is it. Right now, this is it. Whatever that is, whatever feeling is arising, whatever sensations are arising, that's it. And so this whole idea that I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not quite there, um, I haven't done enough meditation, I've done this, I've done that, and uh, this person has, has committed such an act, and it's, it completely makes a nonsense of all of that, and will therefore frustrate a lot of people who, who they felt they've done 10 or 15 years meditation, and uh, you're saying to them, well, this guy who's drinking himself into a stupor, and you and your 15 meditation, years meditation is the same thing. It's the same search. It's very, very frustrating for a lot of people. I think. Yeah. And it's, one, it's a thing that I really love about the message is that it's an absolute, complete leveler. There's no way you can approach this. So you can't be somehow closer to it than someone else, you know. to the Urban Guru Cafe and we're speaking with Kenneth Madden. Kenneth, what can you say about this helping others? Helping another person is um, completely within the story because there is no other. You appear to be helping another separate individual, but there's nobody to help. And the leap really is seeing that there is only the suffering. So suffering still arises. That's really the leap is to see that there's nobody in there suffering there is only the suffering and that this is feeling as a separate self who is the one suffering is the root of all of this what we're searching for what we're all searching for in one form or another you know so helping goes goes on in day-to-day life like you appear to help someone in one way or another but i suppose when it's seen it's just seen that you're not really helping anyone else and it's just a, a total and utter story you know and i suppose just on that point is um true compassion is the destroyer of illusion uh, true compassion addresses the illusion that you feel you are suffering or you feel that you are helping another person or you feel that you need help from another person compassion would in addressing that would actually be uncomfortable to the individual 
and would point clearly that there is only the suffering and there is nobody suffering. The difference between me suffering and the simple suffering is it's amazing in that it's exactly the same thing and yet it's immeasurably different. in the words are like it's um there can be an exchange of concepts which is lovely <laughs> but um i appreciate you uh ringing me up all the way from the land down under to have a chat about nothing <laughs> <laughs> i notice you've got some interesting photographs on your blog site kenneth i do a bit of photography you know um what started at what well, it's just this communication i suppose it's like water it'll find a way you know what i mean um and it's yeah. nothing to do with me or you or anybody yeah. um and i feel that through my photography site i started blogging and uh i just started saying a few things on there and um yeah it's become less of a photography site more of a kind of non-dual interesting when people contact me because for me, a non-dualistic, a, a truly uncompromising non-dualistic message offers absolutely nothing to the individual <laughs> because it can't be any other way, you know. And then people email me to the side and they say, oh, you know, I've been meditating and I've been doing this and I've been doing that. And I even went back and say, you've never done anything. <laughs> you know? And then I never hear from them again. <laughs> comes up I'm not going to do this anymore I'm sick of this I don't want to do this anymore I've got nothing to say and then you know an hour later I'll be there typing in some new thing into my website <laughs> oh, so funny it's so funny it's so funny I remember the same thing I was walking down the street and I, the thought just arose um, fuck non-duology and ten minutes later, ten, ten minutes later, I was in a cafe talking about all there is, is, is you know, and there is nobody, and I was just laughing and laughing, you know. <laughs> You 
have been listening to the Urban Guru Cafe. Our guest this week, Kenneth Madden from good old Ireland.